Welcome to the Light of the World. This is Jerry G. Martin. At the beginning of the year, many churches and many believers will dedicate a time of fasting and prayer to start the year off seeking God's favor and God's blessings and God's wisdom for things that are going on in our lives. Well, I'm going to bring a series of messages about fasting, the purpose for fasting, and how God works through fasting. At the end of this broadcast, I'm going to share with you how you can listen to it again and share it with friends and other church members who may not be as informed about fasting as they could be. God is still in the business of doing some amazing, wonderful, powerful things. Let's pray that God will speak to our hearts today. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. So when you take control of your physical appetite, you develop strength. When the physical decrease, the spirit increase. Some people are unable to quit smoking or break ungodly habits and unhealthy relationships. They weep, they pray sincerely, and they seek deliverance, but they remain in bondage. But the fast with the purpose of breaking the bonds of wickedness will take these issues head on. You put them on the altar, say, Lord, I'm coming after it with fasting and prayer. I've done everything else. I've done the three-step program. I've done the 12-step program. I've read every book. I've listened to every tape. You never pulled out the nuclear weapon of fasting. You are wrestling for control of your life when you fast for this purpose. By controlling what you eat, you determine that you will control your life for God's purpose. The Bible doesn't say you have to fast television. But if they had television back then, he probably would say that. And we say that because it is one of the things that consumes our time and it feeds our mind with all kinds of messages that are opposed to what God is trying to do in our lives. And we want to shut that off. And somebody said, but I need to watch the news. Well, I can tell you what. You can wait for four months, turn on the news, and it'll be the same as it was yesterday. When you make a vow and you reinforce it with a fast, you move into a new area of spiritual strength. Lord, this is where I'm going, and I'm going to start fasting and praying. When you give up, you give up necessary and enjoyable foods and activity as, you demonst- as a demonstration of your commitment to your will to change things. When you make a choice to fast, you strengthen yourself to stand against the forces that enslave your spiritual appetite. We're fighting. In fasting, you control your physical appetite for food, entertainment, and fleshly desires to strengthen your spiritual appetite. You control your physical to strengthen your spiritual. So one of the first steps in fasting is to break the bonds of wickedness, and you do that by recognizing the external power of our bondage. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. There's principality, rulers of darkness, wickedness in high places. The enemy wants to keep you under that bondage and keep you ineffective. I said once you get saved, he makes an understanding and a declaration that if I can't keep you from going to heaven, I can keep you from enjoying heaven right here. I can keep you from enjoying your life. I can keep you from doing anything that God wants you to do. I get you discouraged, I get you distracted, I try to defeat you, I do everything to get you off track. Somebody say, well, I just can't, I have such a hard time trying to get to church. I have never heard anybody say, I have such a hard time trying to get to work. I have such a hard time trying to get to school. You ever heard people say that? 
But I've heard, Pastor, I just have a hard time trying to get to church. Well, there's a difference between going to church and, and work. See, you come here for a spiritual enterprise. The devil don't want you to come to church. If your garage door never going to go up, it's going to be on Sunday. I couldn't get the car to garage. It's going to be on Sunday. That's why you can't leave home at five minutes to ten. You got to already get ahead of that devil. No, 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 no. I ain't leaving home. I'm leaving home at nine o'clock in case the door don't open. I call somebody next door and say, man, lift this thing up. I got to get out of here. Secondly, confess your previous lack of faith. So before you can be strong, you have to confess your weakness. Lord, I'm weak in this area and I need strength. Jesus said to his disciples, because of your lack of faith, you couldn't get rid of the demons. It took faith for you to exercise the saving grace of Jesus Christ. When you came to the Lord, you needed to exercise your faith. So you already have a faith experience. You have faith already. Now you need a faith expression. It's a statement of faith to recognize what God can do and be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. You go into this fast, I'm going to be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. I got something that I need God to do. I need him to hear me from heaven about my situation. He'll turn it around. He can turn around the life of a husband or a wife that's gone astray. He can turn around the life of a child that's gone astray. He can break every stronghold, every addiction. God has the power to do whatever needs to be done. He's waiting on somebody that'll stand in the right place and stand in faith. And, and call on him with right heart and right understanding. God says, I can move. We can't play God like we play everybody else. We can't just, you know, talk to him because he knows exactly what's going on in our hearts and our life, our will, and, our, and the place where we stand. We can't just keep doing what we're doing and just call on the Lord and expect he's just going to respond. I call on you, Lord. I command the power. Of God. God said, you command what? You still living raggedy and you're trying to command me to do something? That ain't finna happen. Somebody told me not long. I'm just so disappointed in God. I said, God is probably disappointed in you. Paul is the one who said, God can do all things. But my God is able. He said he's able. Don't you know he was able then and he's able now? Hallelujah. He's able. He never had no problem getting it done. The Bible says his eyes go to and fro the earth looking for someone whose heart is turned toward him so he can show himself strong on their behalf. He said, I'm just walking. You're trying to look for me. I'm looking for you. I'm looking for somebody whose heart's turned toward me. How do I know your heart's turned toward me? Lord, I cleared my table and I ain't going to eat nothing until I hear from you. I ain't going to touch nothing until I hear from you. The pastor said I can eat all kinds of vegetables and everything, Lord, but I'm going beyond that. I ain't eating nothing for the next three days till I hear from you, Lord. I need you to break this thing in my life. I'm going above and beyond. I'm not just going, now what did the pastor say I can eat now? And he called me on the phone. Now, pastor, what about fish and shrimp? And, don't y'all call me. What about this? You know, you ought to be saying, I don't care what he said. I ain't eating nothing. Until, God, until I hear from God. There are people who wanted to hear from God, so they say, I'm turning over my plate. Don't you know, in the old days, not only didn't we eat anything, they wouldn't let us drink water. We're going on a three-day fast, water and food and water, nothing. Now, in this modern days, they want to have a fast where you can eat anything. Can we throw some ice cream in there? It's made out of vegetables. Looking for a way not to. Looking for a way around it. 
Looking for, see, all, all that means is that you don't have a good understanding of how God works. God says, I'm looking for somebody who will separate themselves. I'm looking for somebody who says, enough is enough and too much is too much. And I ain't taking it no more. I know my God is able and I need God to hear me. I need him to fix me and then I need him to fix everything else around me. That's what he's waiting on. He's waiting on somebody to say, now, now I, I, I'm ready to throw in the towel and, and, and put aside everything. Things can get so bad, you're going to say, you know what, Pastor, I'm going to take three days off of work. I ain't going to work. I'm taking my vacation days, and I'm going to stay in my closet. I ain't leaving the house until I hear from God. Somebody, you know, that God said, that person's desperate. That person wants to hear from me. That person got a need. I'm moving. He'll get Gabriel, and he'll get the rest of the angels and say, get ready. The war is about to be over in their lives. Don't wait till the battle is over. You can start shouting then. When you said, I'm fasting, I'm praying, I'm seeking God. Don't nobody call me. Don't nobody visit me. Don't come by my house. I'm okay up in here. It's just going to be me and God. I got some things in my life. I'm tired of the devil pushing me around. I'm tired of him running roughshod over my family. I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray until God moves. God, if you don't move, I'm going to die right here because I ain't eating nothing until I hear from you. Your faith experience lead to your faith expression. Now, I have an experience of faith, but what do I believe that God can do? See, you act like we don't believe God can do nothing. God is not out of business. He didn't run out of power. He don't need to be recharged up. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So your faith expression then will lead you to a faith event, and that faith event is fasting. Those unable to break habits can feel like God has abandoned you. You want to change, but something inside of you refuses to let you take control. Some are physically addicted to substances. Others are emotionally and psychologically addicted to sins that prevent you from making the changes you need. And if you're in that kind of a struggle, make a decision to declare an all-out spiritual war on that sin and that stronghold. And one of the most potent weapons... In the believer's arsenal is fasting with purpose. Fasting with purpose. Don't go into this year, continue on in this year with things that entangle, things that ensnare, things that overwhelm you, things that easily beset you. And the first thing we need to take care of the war that rages within in our own lives. And then we can ask the Lord to start working on the stuff that's on the outside. So if you're wrestling with this habit or sin or addictions week after week, month after month, year after year, now is a good time for biblical fasting with a biblical purpose. What is biblical fasting? Biblical fasting is not eating with a spiritual goal in mind. That's biblical fasting. You got to have some goal in mind. Nothing's attached to it. Then don't worry about it. Listen. Biblical fasting always occurs together with prayer. Always. Now, if you're not planning on spending some extra time in prayer and in the Word of God while you're fasting, don't bother. You're not fasting, you're just on a hunger strike. Prayer and fasting always go together. You need to stay some time in prayer. Turn off the television, turn off the phone. Shut the power down on the cell phone because I, I can tell you already, as soon as you get ready to start fasting and prayer, everybody you know going to start calling you. People you hadn't heard from since you was in high school going to want to talk. So just saying, I'm shutting this off. I'm not talking. 
Your favorite football team will win a playoff game. So the Cowboy fans ought to show be fasting. You can pray without fasting, but you can't fast biblically without praying. Let me say that again. You can pray without fasting, but you can't fast biblically without praying. Biblical fasting is deliberately abstaining from food for a spiritual reason or a spiritual purpose. Here's what I want to encourage you in today. Listen, we don't um, routinely uh, have our fast at the first of the year just so that we can say, our church fast, you know. I know that there are needs in the lives of the people that you can come to church every Sunday, you can hear a good message every Sunday. But if you don't wrestle in the spiritual realm against the things that are coming in your life, you're going to have that issue day in and day out. The pastor not going to be able to preach it out. We're not going to be able to teach it out. You're going to have to just pick up the weapons and you're going to have to fight. Thank you once again for listening to the Light of the World broadcast. We certainly hope that your life has been enriched as we are teaching on fasting. Fasting is one of the most powerful weapons that God gives to the believers. It was Jesus who said this kind comes out by fasting and by prayer. I want to reemphasize that fasting without prayer is going to be ineffective. So always put prayer and fasting together. If you would like to hear this message again in its entirety, you can listen to us at our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also share those podcasts with family members or members of your church or someone who is not really informed about fasting. We find that there are people who are still wondering, how do I fast and why do I fast? And these messages are here to help with that. I also want to invite you to be a part of what God's doing at the Light of the World Christian Fellowship Church. We're meeting each Sunday at 16161 Old Humble Road. This is a wonderful time of year to come together as we pray and seek God's face, as we expect God to move in a significant, mighty way in our homes, in our church, in our families, and in our communities. God wants you to be a part of what he's doing in this day and in this hour. Also, I want to remind you that we have the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. If you need communion supplies, Sunday school material, books, Bibles, anointing oil, call us at the Beacon. 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.